It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. All right, we're back. It is Marks and Race. John Marks like Reese, Elliot Shore Parks joins us in studio. Sponsored by Hooters. Wing Wednesday. It's back at Hooters. You can eat wings, all you can eat wings, and fries just 1983. Check out the six for six happy hour every weekday afternoon at Hooters. What's up, ESP? What's up? How you guys doing? ESP. We don't even do his music. I know. Anymore, we got to get like a. Well, that's because he's on the phone. ESP's oh. in the studio. Yeah, but you could do he's like dynamite. That. Yeah. E- Come on, Jack. ESP. Do something back there. His pants are tight. <laughs> Wonder if yeah. we're going to survive the segment now. <laughs> the amount of people that come up to me and bring up that song, it's like so I almost feel like I almost always have to wear tight pants now. <laughs> I can never switch it up. Is that, not that I would want to, but is that the I favorite? Say, I wouldn't know what you look yeah, like. Nah. Anything but tight. Yeah, pants, the the, right? ja- the the baggy jeans. That was that was ninth grade, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, the four XL white tee. We were actually talking about your. Uh, <sighs> we were talking about what. Forget forget what we were talking about. We were like, yeah, we could totally see Elliot dressing like that back in those well, hopefully days. Hopefully it was a compliment. It was you know? not. It wasn't. Was hope, it a compliment? Hopefully it wasn't goth or something. Well, like no, that. It was like, yeah. no, it was like baggy no. jeans. It yeah. was the, the high school look. I did the 4XL white tees, the size 56 NBA jerseys. Oh, yeah. Flat brim <laughs> That fitted. was a great time, man. That yeah. was a great time. Frost man. the tips. The throwback, yeah. the throwback no, jersey I, time. I like gelled my hair like straight down. So, you know, it was oh, like. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, you know. Look. Well, I thought so. My parents, not so much at the time. <laughs> well, Elliot, um, all right, so we, we need the official answer here because last week you were all about trading up if need if need be to get Jalen Carter. We yep. need to know, are you Bijan or bust right now? Yeah, I'm all in on Bijan. I mean, I think Bijan is the player. Like, when you look at this 10th this pick, I think there's three players that where if they end up with that player, that he's worthy of the pick. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and Bijan. They're not going to get those first two at 10, right? So if we're at the the draft party at the link on on draft night and they trade up for Jalen Carter, I think that would be a good move. I think it would make them a better team. The positional value, we got into all that last week. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is this. If they take any other player besides those three at 10, it's a reach and it's a mistake 
right? When you look at the other players that will be available, they are not worthy of the 10th overall pick. I like Nolan Smith. In most drafts, of like a good draft, I think he's like 17th, something like that, right? right? Luke Van Ness. I would I would not even try to take him at 63 or whatever their their pick is in the second round, right? When I look at guys at 10 that are worthy of the pick. And again, when they made this trade with the Saints, the whole thing was you're going to get an elite player with with this pick. This is why you make the trade cuz now you're going to be picking higher than you would otherwise. If they wanted to pick a prospect that's worth 18th or 19th, they could have just kept their own pick more than likely, right? Now I know they ended up being 30, but ultimately you pick high to get special talent. And a lot of players at the top of this draft are not special talent. Like, the quarterbacks are going to get overdrafted. I think the offensive linemen are going to be overdrafted. Bijan at 10 is not overdrafted. He is a special player. And I also think there's this uh, perception that it's a luxury pick, right? Miles Sanders touched the ball like 320 times or something like that last year. Who's taking over those touches? Like, it's not a luxury. It's a need. And Mm -hmm. if you want to tell me, you know, you think Jamar Gibbs is just as good— I disagree, but okay, right? But ultimately, they need a difference maker on offense. I mean, the Super Bowl, their running backs average about two and a half yards a carry. One of the reasons, if not perhaps the main reason, besides that Jalen Hurts fumble, that they lost is that they were unable to run the ball, right? So for all this, you know, you do it with a running back by committee, and they ran the ball fine last year. Well, they didn't run it fine in the one game people seem to care about, right? So when you look at the biggest game of the year where they needed points and they needed offense and they needed special players— they didn't have one at running back. And so when I look at the 10th pick, if you can get Bijan there, I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Hmm. Um, I think part of the problem with trading back, because Ike, Ike was saying this, Ike's been saying this for, for the last week or so, is that, yeah, so now you're you're more or less reaching for whoever, if you stay at 10, you're reaching for mm-hmm. whoever you're taking at 10 because this is a weak draft. Um, but then who is going to value that 10th pick if you want to trade back, unless there's a quarterback that's there, right? So you're probably not going to get the same, the same package as we like to say. If you trade, if you were to trade back, and now you're really drafting, like now you. Like, well, I just I hate the whole argument when people go like, "Well, I would take Bijan at 16, but not 10." Like, okay, <laughs> like it's still your first pick, and you can make this argument with any player. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I would, I like Jalen Carter, but if you can get him at 12, that'd be great. Duh. You, like, if you could get any right. player you want later in the draft, right. that's a great thing. The bottom line is when you move back, you risk losing out on a special player. And the Eagles didn't make this trade with the Saints to end up with a prospect that you can develop into being a starter in a year or two or a backup or like somebody that has physical traits but can't do this or that. You make that trade so that you can go up and get guys that don't have to be developed, that can be special, that are like elite players. It could be any draft class any year, and Bijan would be probably the best running back in that class and one of the best players in that draft. You can't say that for Nolan Smith. You can't say that for uh, Jackson Smith out of Ohio State. And I like those players. I do. Mm-hmm. But, there's but, question but they're marks up there because— them. Right. Jackson yeah. Smith played three games last year. Yeah. And I think Nolan Smith only played a handful of games as well, right? These guys come with major red flags. And if you're going to say, well, the position's more important. Okay, for Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, I agree. But you don't just take a player based off the position when it comes to, you know, outside of those two guys. Because those guys have flags. They're not as good of prospects as Bijan. And the top way to miss, the top way to get Jalen Reger, to get Marcus Smith, to get Andre Dillard, is to draft like for a position and ignore your draft board. I'm, I'm tearing up over here. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud. Of you, man. 
He's Thank worked you. with you long I, enough. I, right? I, I, yeah. I, I took everything I wanted to say. He literally said it, all of it. Yeah, I feel like at this point we need, you know. Like at this point I don't even understand. Like Gilio's my guy. I love Gilio. Listen to him talk. I just, Wait, he, I don't get it at all. He He's mesmerized by Skaronsky. See, he's a Skaronsky well, guy like me. If, and here's what I'll say. If they're going to take an offensive lineman, and they shouldn't, but if they do, not Skaronsky. Like I would take Paris Johnson out yes, of uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, yes. like, at least he's an elite prospect. Skaronsky's arms are like as long as mine. They'd be like putting me out there at tackle. He just doesn't have those special physical traits. Yeah, and, and which means he's probably going to be pushed in to play guard, it's a guard yes. versus playing tackle. Exactly. Um, yeah, man, you 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 hit, you hit a lot on the head there, and, and, and for just simple football reasons. That adding this caliber of talent to your offense, it just makes sense. I get the whole financial argument. Do people want to make the cap argument and mm-hmm. paying a running back? I, I okay if that's if if that's if this was a pick that I was trying to make a foundational piece and then build around him, I could I understand the argument against that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be pushing for this. But we are in this rare position where the team is coming off of being in the Super Bowl. It's a very good football team with a lot of young talent, and you have the ability to add this talent to that. It's an offensive league. There's touchdowns to be scored. You're talking about it being difficult for a team to be able to stop them. Now, if you want to listen, then people will tell you, you can get Gibbs or another running back later. Okay, maybe you can, but what if somebody else but wants you Gibbs? But, but also that that yeah. that argument is not exclusive to running back, right? Like like you can sit here and go, well, if you, can get, true, a, yeah. if you can get a better defensive tackle in the third round, yeah, obviously, right? Like clearly, yeah. if you can get better players later, that is worth it. The hard right. the art the the tough part of that is it's harder to get better players later because they're not as good as prospects. I like Gibbs a lot, and at thirty, I would consider it. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason he's not talked about like Bijan. He's undersized. He's not as good between the tackles, right? He doesn't break as many tackles. Mm-hmm. Gibbs is a special player in space, and he's a special receiver. He's not somebody like Miles Sanders. Average, I think it was seventeen touches a game, something like that. Gibbs is not that guy. Gibbs is more like twelve, eleven, right. like move him around. Bijan is someone you can hand the ball to, and he can be your workhorse. And that's not what the rest of these running backs really are. All right, so let, let's say the Eagles the Eagles aren't going to take the running back, right? Like, we can want them to, and we can think it's the right move. Let's just say that they're not going to do it. If they were to trade back, like, if, if, staying at 10, and we had just talked about this, like, mm-hmm. there's not really a prospect that is worth or that's obvious there at 10. Wouldn't they be better moving out of that or moving back and having more picks later as opposed to reaching on the best head rusher there or the best right. uh, best um, offensive lineman there? I mean, I think it really depends on on their evaluation of guys. Like if they have four players that are there at 10 that they view all the same and you can move back to 13 or 14 and you can get an extra pick, sure. But but the bottom line is they have to come out of that pick with a, with a special player. Like, that's the the burden of having the 10th pick, right? You have to hit on that pick. So could they trade back if they can get an extra third? Sure, go for it. I'm just saying, if we're sitting here a year from now and you're getting the same contribution from this guy that you got from Jordan Davis, then that extra second or third isn't going to feel too special, right? Because you have to get somebody that can help you I mean, look, ideally right away, but somebody that you think can be a special player. Like, that's why you pick in the top 10. You don't move up into the top 10 to collect draft picks. Mm-hmm. You you collect, you pick in the top 10 to get special players, and that's what they have to get there. And again, that's why I think if they want to move up for Carter or Will Anderson, 
I understand that. But that's why I think Bijan makes the most sense over some of these other guys. And I have moved closer to that way of thinking, meaning, you know, at one point I didn't want to give up the 30th pick, mm-hmm. right? I, want, I wanted to be able to get another player. But then it, it does make more sense. If, if, I, if there's an absolute stud that you can get by using the 30th pick and the 10th pick to move up in the top five or six to get Carter or Anderson – then yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you do that than take a player that isn't worth the 10th pick and you're taking a lesser player that doesn't have the upside of those other two players. And if you're going to pass on Bijan, which is what I would go there, then then go up and get the guy. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you need a trade partner. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, I think you, you start to see more with this kid, Carter. Um, it's starting to be quiet around him, meaning that there isn't a buzz saying that he's falling in the draft, nobody wants to touch him. He's going to be a top five pick, yeah. a top six pick. Yep. You know, I don't see him getting past Seattle or Detroit. So, and, and uh, edge rushers are always a premium. So, imagine Detroit putting Will Anderson opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're Gannon at number three, or right? you go yeah, and you get on what he does in Arizona. But, yeah, but what I do think I forgot helps, about. I was thinking somebody was going to trade up to the, to the third pick. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think three is where if you're the Eagles, that's the pick that really impact impacts you the most because the first two are going to be quarterbacks, presumably. Right. You would think that those first two will be quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If at three, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson make it past there, the Colts are ta- are going to are, are taking a quarterback at four. Right. You would think that that's what they're going to target. So then when you're at five, that 30th pick gets you up that high. And while I agree with you, Ike, that like it's starting to be quiet around him, and I do think teams like him more than maybe that month we thought, well, maybe right, he'll fall to 10, right? right. But, but I also think he's not the prospect where if you have questions, that 30th pick isn't pretty tempting, right? Like there's some edge rushers in the draft where they are not trading that pick. Like they are going to draft that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, and frankly. That, and that 30th pick can be tempting. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially if you're, let's say, you know, Las Vegas, right? That 30th pick, maybe you don't take a quarterback at seven, but maybe there's a, a quarterback you like at the back end of the draft. Mm-hmm. That 30th pick, you get that fifth year option. So that pick has a ton of value for any team that's drafting a position that is going to be expensive because you control that player's rights for next an year. And, and Kuiper has, in his mock draft, has the Seahawks trading to 30 and then giving up their two second-round mm-hmm. draft picks to take Hendon Hooker, yeah, that's as all, you were yep. saying. Yeah, so I think that's Makes sense. It's a valuable pick. It is. So I do think you, you can move up for it. But, you know, I think every draft there's talks about, like, do you trust Howie, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is the perfect draft for Howie because this is a draft where you have to take big swings. Like, you have to go out and you have to say, you know what? I am going to trade this to go up to get Jalen Carter. Or I am going to take Bijan at 10, even though it maybe defies logic. Because ultimately, this draft doesn't have a lot of special players. So to go out and get those guys that have that potential, you have to be aggressive. And if there's one thing Howie is really good at, it is being aggressive. Now, 
it does lead to misses for sure. Like Jalen Carter could be a miss. It might end up being the wrong decision to take Bijan. But the play, but the teams that go up for Jalen or the teams that are willing to take Bijan, those are big risks. And teams that take big risks are the best teams in the league. And that's why you see the Eagles be one of the best teams in the league. Mm. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. First hour of the show, we were asking: Are the Eagles more lucky or good at this point, or how lucky are they with where they are and where they went last season? Do you have an answer for that, Elliot? Yeah, Parks? I have the correct answer. Which the correct is? answer is they're definitely good. I, I don't get how lucky how luck is really involved in this, right? Like, I think this is such a perfect example of us being too close to a situation where we know the intricacies of every move and the backstory, and this almost happened, and then that did. That happens for every single team. Every single team explores multiple options when they're looking at something, right? Every single team is close to getting this guy, but then it falls through, so they get that guy. We just know the backstory of the Eagles, right? So, but, but I'll also say, when I hear stories like they were trying to get a quarterback last year or they tried for a bunch of different uh, receivers, I think as fans, you should be reassured by that because it's showing that when they have a need that maybe they're not sure about— they are going out and be aggr- being aggressive and trying to do something. Imagine if we were sitting here and going, yeah, they got lucky. Greg Ward turned out to be really good, right? Like, they're not just right. sitting there and saying, well, whatever happens, happens. They're going out and trying to do things. So I don't think it's luck. But you do have to acknowledge that it's very lucky that they didn't succeed in getting one of the quarterbacks they wanted. But but we had, first of all, we don't know how that quarterback would have played here, number one. Zach right? Wilson. Look, I think Zach Wilson is trash. But at the end of the day, okay. who knows in this system how he would have been. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I, right? I'll, I'll tell you how he would have been because it's not, it's not <laughs> physical traits that Zach Wilson's problem. Well, I'll say this. A well, lot of, a maybe lot of, one physical trait, that's his well, problem. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of quarterbacks have come here really and played well. And I mean, yeah. it's not like this team is used to getting bad quarterback play. Carson was bad in 2020 for sure, and he was on the downward spiral. But how many years in the past 20 years have we sat here and said, this team's getting terrible quarterback play? And they've gotten a lot of quarterbacks shuffling in and out, Two best right? offensive players last year were who? Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. If it was up to Howie Roseman, would Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown been the starters last year for the Eagles? See, but that's a flawed argument because you can go Why? to every team and say, well, they had – I mean, Howie, first of all, did trade for A.J. and he did draft Jalen. So yeah, but, ultimately, it was his, but, it, the, but they were like his third option. So give me another team where this happened. I don't, I don't follow every team as close. Okay, what I'm so saying you can't is, just assume that it happens with every other team. So you're saying all the Eagles' good moves are luck, but all these other teams, there's no luck involved. I, I'm not saying that at all because they're clearly good. They're not just Okay, lucky. well, there's your answer. That's no, what but, I'm saying. But, yeah, but, but you're, you're downplaying how much luck was involved in but where it's they not were last luck. year. It's not luck is what I'm saying. Like, yes, they went out and explored different options for something they perceived as a problem, it, right? It, that, it, is it, that luck or is that, ir- that being responsible? It's, it's, like, they had to go out and they looked into something. All of us agreed with that, right? They they had to go out and see what they could do at quarterback. Did they try to sign Allen Robinson last year? Yes, and who knows how if, he would have been if he got here. I, like that, the, we do know how, how he do you know been. though? How do you know? Because he's been injured the last couple years. Who got better quarterback play last year? The Eagles or the Rams? Uh, let me check the Eagles. Okay, so how would Allen Robinson have been here as opposed to LA? Injured. I mean, there's no way to tell that, number one. There's no way to tell if he would have suffered an injury here versus there. The point I'm making is all these people that you're pointing to and going like, they failed here, they failed here. They failed in these places because they're not in as good of an organization. And I'm not telling you the Eagles would have been as good if they had Russell Wilson. Or Like, obviously, the players they ended up with were the best options. I'm not disputing that. I just think to, to kind of like take away from their success by saying that they got lucky is not true. Like, they looked into a bunch of things, and they ended up with certain things. But then once they had those players, the coaching staff did a good job. They built around those players. Like, when you win, you know, since 2016 or wherever, like, top five or top six in the league in games, 
sooner or later, you can't just say it's luck. They've won with different coaches, different quarterbacks, different no, receivers. No, agreed, agreed. Like, this isn't, I'm not saying the Eagles organization sucks or anything like that. I'm saying that, like, you can't ignore that they did get lucky last year. But the year. point I'm making is the amount of luck they got, I think you can apply to every team. Like, every team almost makes moves and they fall apart, right? So, ultimately, what we can only judge on is, at the end of the day, what moves did they make? Like, I agree with you. They would have traded for Russell Wilson had they had the ability. And maybe that would have been a disaster. I think he would be better here than he was there. But ultimately, the draft picks, the money, like, you would not be in as good of a spot as you were with Jalen Hurts. But at the end of the day, there was only one team in the league that had the best roster in the NFL last year. And that was the Eagles. So it's hard for me to say it's luck when that roster is also built through stuff they believe in. The offensive line, the defense. Where they line. are with the quarterback position is more luck than them being good. How? Because they didn't draft him to be their franchise quarterback. But first they drafted of all. him, didn't they? Yeah, but but they and they didn't him draft him in the but, fifth round. Did they overdraft him? Uh, well, yes. not as of now. Well, no. But I'm saying at that <laughs> time. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 They, they were higher on him than every other team. Is that luck? Um. No, yeah. that's scouting. That's like again, I agree with you. They got lucky that he improved, but then like when other players improve on other teams, is that luck? Like guys improve. Why not give credit to the coaching staff? No, they staff like the they co- liked a lot of his traits. Yeah. As a player. And again, I again, they got more out of Jalen than they expected. And to a certain extent, I guess you can say that's luck. I just think to say they're lucky they have Jalen also takes away a lot that we ripped them hard for a full year or whatever from it. We made fun of the quarterback factory thing like we can't have it both ways. You know, like they dealt with a lot of criticism for that pick. So now saying that it's luck, I think it's kind of like revisionist I, I, history. The, 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 it's not just the pick, it's the entire situation. They did everything they could to not have him be the starting quarterback. Other than draft and, him and, and start the, him. Well, other than like, try to trade up and tra- but trade But they up tried to, to trade for Zach Russell Wilson. Wilson. It wasn't like they were out here Zach, saying, let's go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, yes, they tried to get Russell Wilson, and he was a disaster last year. All of us wanted Russell Wilson, sure. right? So ultimately, they weren't trying to replace him for nobody's. Like You're they believed it was, a, it was an enough. upgrade. It, it was, was an a, upgrade. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think Russell Wilson would have been good here. Like that. That's where I think the whole luck thing falls short. Is that these guys that we saw fail elsewhere? I think would have succeeded here. All right, let's go to Nick and State College. Nick, what do you got, buddy? How are you? Hey, John. Hey, Ike. Um, what's, what's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? My, uh, my first time calling in to your guys' show, but uh, I love listening to you guys. Nice so, to talk to you. Um, so on, on the topic of Eagles, more lucky than good. I think, I think they're definitely good. And I think what the Eagles do better than any other franchise, um, that's pretty underrated is that I think we understand the importance of being able to quickly turn over our roster. Um, so like, if you look at the Eagles the last few years, for sure, like the long-term deals we have are made to known commodities you know um if we don't know the type of player we're getting how we usually makes it a a short-term deal um and then if it blows up you can just you know flush it and move on um to use a jalen hurtsism so uh i think that's why we cycled so quickly from being super bowl champions in, in 17 to what arguably you know one of the worst teams in the league in 2020 and then to being back. Got back to the yeah. Super Bowl last year. So yeah. we just we just don't get stuck with bad contracts very often. Mm. Yeah, that 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 is something to be said with that. Um Well, and I'll say about the Cardinals. They had a couple in there. But for the most part they don't get stuck with bad contracts. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a contract they the Alshon one would be the one that when they redid that that was a bad they one. They got out of the Jarnigan one. Yeah, Malik Jackson, he got hurt. But that ended up being a bad one. Yeah, Yeah, he was getting like 10 or 11 a year. and he I think he tore his Achilles in in week one. Tim Jarnigan. 
Tim Jernigan well, got yeah, out of that one. Yeah, he had an alter field right. injury that they got out of that right. one. And I mean, with, with the Carson thing, like it was a bad decision to give Carson that contract, right? But I will say, I will say, not a lot of teams would have traded Carson, right? I, like, I don't think it was a bad decision, but that, that's yeah. we can say that for. Yeah, but, we can, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I couldn't let Elliot, that go. Elliot, yeah, Elliot, I, Elliot, he again, did tear his ACL again, and break his back. But. <laughs> they got lucky that he that he said, "I, I don't want to be here. It's better that you trade me." Yeah. A little bit of luck there, too, because if he would have just said, no, let's try to make it work, it wasn't going to work. But, but they could have said, we're not trading you. Right. Like, ultimately, they a lot of teams yeah. would have said, we just gave you this deal. We're gonna, It's a $40 million cap hit, which at the time, now it feels that like the, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, everyone else was like, well, there's no way they're going to trade him. Right. And I agree with you. Like, Carson wanted out. Like, the Eagles were forced to trade him to an extent. But ultimately, they did do it. Like, they could have yeah. just held on. They, they could have held on. He right. would have came Especially back Especially when played. he was picking. Everyone's saying right now, like, there's no way the Packers or the Jets should give the Packers a first-round pick in this Aaron Rodgers thing because he's going to go there, right? It was the same thing with Carson and the Colts. Like, Carson had pre- pre-picked his destination. Sure. Everyone knew that's where he was going to go. They were negotiating with one team, and they turned that in. Through, through somewhat luck, right? That Carson, the, the first round pick, but they got a really good return but, for him. But that was that that was great by Howie to really say like, no, this is what we're. They tried to create another market, even though it wasn't right. there, and they knew it. But ultimately, they said, if you want the player, this is what you're going to have to give us. They yeah. got it. Well, ultimately, it was a condition on it too. Right, it, that's it, 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 it was out yeah, for yeah. the yeah because the. He was good enough to be bad enough to play long yeah, enough it was a snap count to thing. get the first pick. Yeah, it was it was a snap count. Thing. In retrospect, that was like a Pro Bowl year from him. It was like twenty six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Like oh, look at now, what he was. Oh, now you wanted to be well, a I'm Pro kidding, Bowl I'm year. Kidding, yeah. <laughs> two one five five nine two. Compared to now, ninety four ninety four. So we were talking about doing a segment called Yelliot, and yeah. then Jack pointed out that sometimes it turns into Yelliot anyway. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, so we will open it up for people if they want to argue with you about I something mean, I'm specific. Here, I'm glad to. Talk to people. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're also going to bring on our seventy uh, sixers reporter mm. uh, to talk some playoffs. That's Elliot, isn't That's it? That's Elliot. Yeah. Yes, he's also the host of the Clap Your Hands Yo! podcast. Yes. What a joy! Some are be. calling it the only Sixers pod there is. Some are saying it's the best Sixers podcast out yeah. there. The Spike guest can deliver. What does a Joel Embiid MVP mean to Elliot? Huh? Your phone calls. <laughs> the question everyone's asking is, he's That's about right. to win it. Just got a text message saying yeah. they want to know. All right, that's coming up next. Uh, Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, it's Elliot Shore Parks for Window Nation. Have you noticed your energy costs have been rising? Nationwide, energy prices have increased over 14% since last year, but it's not too late to do something to fix your high energy bills. Beat the spring rush with the last month of our off-season pricing at Window Nation. Get two windows free with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. New windows will pay for themselves with the energy savings on your energy bills, and you will pay nothing for two full years with zero, that's right, 0% financing, saving you hundreds of dollars. Go with the window company that has installed nearly 2 million windows by installers with over a decade of experience only using top-of-the-line installation materials. Call 866-90-NATION and get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit, plus make no down payment, no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION or windownation.com and tell them Elliot Shore Park sent.